and welcome to No Such Thing as a Bad Movie Podcast. I'm April Atmansky, and I'm here today with Justin DeClue and Colin Cunningham. And this week, we're talking about a, a well-received sequel to a really popular movie, right? A blockbuster hit, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's well-received by certain people. Uh, you could call it a swing for the fences. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. we're talking about Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah. It confusingly, like, Pitch Black. I saw there's a documentary called Chronicles of Riddick, Pitch Black. And it's like, oh, God. <laughs> what? Yeah. Chronicles of Riddick doesn't have a subtitle, which is weird, right? Like, no, uh, Necromongers, well, I think like that. that the first one was Pitch Black, and then later they re-released it as the Chronicles of Riddick colon Pitch Black, oh, so people God. would know they're the same universe. Like Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark? I guess so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you, you hear about that? Uh, respect that movie, right? You're like, Jesus. it's Raiders of the Lost Ark or nothing. How stupid. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of weird <laughs> how they, Star Wars. they... Yeah, they change movie titles after they come out, like yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> Live, die, repeat. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, is that official confusing. in the actual movie, though? No, it's okay. not. Or Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, oh, which it right. recently did. They do that a lot. But uh, we've actually, uh, if you're a long-time listener, we've pro- like teased this uh, movie for a long time because we all really like this movie. I might say that I actually love this movie. I love this movie as well. Uh, I have been disgusted by some close friends of mine who have claimed to love this movie, have said, eh, it's not that good now. And I'm like, how dare you? No, it's, it's it's really entertaining. Yes. It's it's if you've seen Pitch Black, and you think of a sequel to Pitch Black, oh, this guaranteed is not the movie you're well, going to be thinking about. The one that came after, you could see that more as a sequel to Pitch. No, Black. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, when this one bombed, and they had yes. to scale back the the budget. Oh, yeah. twelve years later. <laughs> I mean, I know some people who, including me, who liked Pitch Black and liked this, but I think a lot of people, because this went in a kind of a different direction, were disappointed in this because it was too weird and too big so I, I think i saw this before i saw pitch black oh really okay. yeah i don't think i had seen pitch black which i don't know colin did the world have uh pitch, pitch black, black fever because <laughs> <Like, laughs> it was a big hit when it came out it, wasn't it well, it was like it a, did well it was a moderate hit okay. i think it was coming out of maybe festivals or something like that because i hear uh no i remember hearing mm. a lot of talk about it before it came out it okay. might have been like when i was scouring ain't it cool yeah. news back in the day <laughs> But I saw it in the theater. It was really low budget, and uh, there was a lot of talk ahead of its release. Which one's going to win, Ghost of Mars or Pitch Black? <laughs> Who I, knows? I, I don't think it was a big hit. I think it was a, a hit compared to its budget. I think it was a big hit on video. Probably, I yeah. I could, I, I could so see I had that, it yeah. on video. I don't know how or when. I don't think I saw it in theaters, but um, my mom liked this movie, and I guess she bought it on VHS. So, And we didn't have a ton of VHS movies, so it was like if there's only like eight to choose from... We ended up watching this quite a bit. You're watching Pitch Black. Yeah. yeah. It's Pitch Black or Look Who's Talking To. <laughs> Pitch Black or Ooh. five different Robin Hoods. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good little kind of kind of independent sci-fi movie. I mean, I think yeah. it was made by Universal. Oh, <laughs> like, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. It was. But it wasn't, it wasn't it like, like a that. big No, budget. it was never meant to be a big film. It was uh, very like, you know, self-contained. Intimate. Very small. Self-aware enough. Like there's that hilarious sure, yeah. shot of Vin Diesel like sitting back and there's like a crash zoom on him and he's like, hey. Right. You guys I, don't remember that? I remember oh, nothing. So. I, I, I haven't seen it since the theater. We should have rewatched it for this podcast. Yeah. Because the Chronicles of Riddick is a direct sequel to Pitch Black because characters yeah. from Pitch Black appear in it. Which yes. I was very confused. But <laughs> the thing is, like, uh, when I saw Pitch Black, 
I didn't think much of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't crazy about it. You were blown away by the visual effects, though. I did not like the no, visual effects. they are bad. No, and it was one of those things that uh, it was like, oh, okay, this is kind of okay. Mm-hmm. Never wanted to revisit it again. Yeah. Like, and ever. it was before Vin Diesel was, um, it was like the beginning of his career, right? I, I, I think uh, so. star of Pitch Black, like the main woman? I think it was it, the girl, Rada Mitchell? Yeah, it was Rada Mitchell. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. that's right. She's an Australian. Go on to star in Underworld 3. And Silent Hill. Yeah. And Doomsday. Oh, no, I'm thinking of somebody else. No, yeah, I know who you're thinking of. You know, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, Silent Hill. That's who yeah. she went on to do. All right. Well, with that exciting bit of information, <laughs> let's jump into oh. Diesel Madness. Because right. I'll admit, I'm a Vin Diesel fan. And I did not like Vin Diesel when I was a teenager because it was Fast and the Furious. And that was lame. I did not like that. And the not first like, Triple X. Yeah, yeah. Triple X is awful. The first and, one is oh, bad. Oh, I could not get through it. Yeah, it's really bad. I mean, knock around guys, um, boiler room. Boiler room. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, Vin Diesel, he had done the voice of Iron Giant. That's right. Oh, yeah. And he had been in Saving Private Ryan, which famously <laughs> Steven Spielberg, when asked if it was easy to work with Vin Diesel, said, why do you think I killed him off first? <laughs> <laughs> Well, he came from directing his own movies, right? Yes. He directing he and did starring. A short called uh, Vin Diesel. No, I think it was like multiracial, something like that. Now, probably not something that specific, but it was about that experience in Hollywood. Yeah, and he also did a feature film that I had never heard about before, but only got released in 2007 that he directed himself. Oh, so really? I think it sat on a shelf for a long time until he made it big enough. So is, really? he, is he biracial? No one knows. Well, he won't say. Oh, yeah. he won't say. Okay, yeah, he won't say. And so Chronicles of Riddick was the first time that I'm like, oh, yeah, Vin <laughs> Diesel's on my level. Well, so you never saw Pitch Black, but no. like, I remember like liking that movie because he just has so much charisma and he's so yeah. cool. Like he doesn't. <laughs> oh, no, don't let Vin Diesel hear you yeah, say see, that. I don't, I don't remember. Again, I haven't just seen this since like high school. So I don't remember if he even talks that much in the fir- that first movie. He comes crashing through the wall yeah. like Kool-Aid man. He's like, someone say I was cool. <laughs> yeah. he, he doesn't talk much in this one either. He's a man of few words. I yeah. mean, in the third one, he doesn't talk for the first 50 minutes, yeah. I think. It's really? like his... Um, it's like a boy and his dog. Yeah, he's a boy and his dog. I was going to say, um, what's the Paul Thomas said? There will be blood. Yeah, that's the right. That's like right. 30 minutes they don't talk. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I actually like that. And so in the second one, David Toohey, the writer, director of Pitch Black, came back. And it seems like around this time, David Toohey and Vin Diesel like formed a bond. Right. Yeah. So a little background, David Toohey and two other writers wrote Epic Pitch Black. Mm-hmm. And I think that they conceived the whole story, like the whole three movies at once. Sure they did, George. I, <laughs> yeah, I guess. And then they, I, I don't know, maybe they knew Vin Diesel or whatever. He was attached. And so he went to like the executives with like a big binder of the whole story mm-hmm. and got them to make the first movie. And then they con- somehow convinced no them to make a second that movie. Happened. Did you hear? Well, you, that was in the IMDb It's a famous trivia. story, yeah. So they brought the scripts for the next three. <laughs> yes, after Pitch Black. Yes. Not when they pitch Pitch Black. They yeah. pitch Pitch Black. Yeah, so they, but the thing is, the story goes that they were all locked in these binders each oh, yeah. separately, and then they gave the executives the key just for Chronicles of Riddick. <laughs> yeah. And the other ones could be opened at another date. So, I mean, so cool. after it makes $500 million at the box Vin office. Vin Diesel's career has been defined by the fact that he gets mega hits like Triple X yeah. or Fast and the Furious, and then the studios go, I guess you can do whatever you want. So that results in <laughs> stuff like that wizard movie that he was in. The Last Witch Hunter. The Last Witch Hunter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which is not good. It's, and I do not it's like. Okay. But there's a great scene where Vin Diesel like, makes a symbol on a plane in the window and he goes, magic. 
he's like <laughs> somewhat charismatic in that, yeah. but nowhere near as charismatic as he is as Riddick. He just is so sleepy in every role I've seen him in other yeah. than Riddick. He kind of phones it in. that like Vin Diesel is almost like negative charisma, that it goes like all the way around, that he becomes charismatic. Yeah. <laughs> Especially think, in his doughy face. There's something about this character that it, usually I can never stand him when he's on his own. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like a, a single role. It's great when he's in an ensemble and he's got other people or even the Fast and Furious movies mm-hmm. are so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But this movie, it's like the only one, the only kind of character I can stand him in. And I genuinely think like he's awesome. Like he's really, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's made for this character. Yeah. This is his Snake Plissken. Yeah. This movie actually has a lot of things in common with uh, Escape from L.A. It's very episodic, not quite as episodic. This is more like there's like three parts to it. Yeah. Mm. There's um, there's the opening part. The kind um, of alien invasion movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Macbeth is going on in the background. Yeah. That's what yeah. I was and then there's a, a prison, prison break. Escape movie. Prison yeah. break. And then there's the end where he overthrows the, the yeah. Roman Empire. Yeah, that's right. The barbarians. It does end the same way. Yeah, and it ends with him sitting on the throne mm-hmm. just like Conan. So, yeah, the prison break scene, that is a huge chunk of the movie. It mm-hmm. is. It's yeah. like 50 minutes, and that's the best part of the movie, no by, doubt. By far, and I kind mm. of felt, I was telling April that, uh, I was like, we're almost done the movie, and like, I really... <laughs> I really think that the beginning kind of invasion part mm. was the weakest. Like it was really, well, it was, it was little, very dull. It was a little long and it had to do a lot of exposition. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Right when the movie starts, the worst thing that it does is it like gives you like two minutes of voiceover. It's like, no, just yeah. let us discover it as it plays. It's Judy Dench. need to know it. I feel like that was probably a studio note. A guaranteed. Yeah. There isn't one universe. There are, there's a multiverse. Is there yeah. any narration that isn't a studio note? I was thinking about that. That like, <laughs> yeah. as, anyone other than like I don't know Star Wars have they ever done like pre-loaded exposition that is revealed in the movie and like on purpose that the director was really passionate about (laughs) and fought for no nobody likes that the studio's like no no it's very clear Mm -hmm. no no we want that exposition well I I don't I didn't mind it because I mean this can be a little confusing this movie and uh, I really really liked the lore Um, I was able this is the second time I've seen this so I was able to follow what was going on in the whole backstory because mm-hmm. without it you don't know who the necromongers are you know I think it's made pretty clear that they're like I invaders mean, well, or you could just have Comb Fior explain it steal you know? people's souls yeah. which raises many theological questions <laughs> well, it's not clear what they're doing because you're like they're half alive and half dead because like he pulls a soul a guy's soul out yeah which is like the soul and the mummy I guess some VFX house is making a lot of money with that kind of template mm. and the guy turns around to look at his soul yeah which is I'm like wait what's yeah, going so he's on alive, he's alive I, I think he reaches yeah. out for it too yeah. like he's which gonna happens in the mummy returns yeah. does it really when and then Emotep he dies. gets his soul taken he's like no so the, the first half so the first third of this movie is on a planet I can't remember where oh Helium he, Prime Helium Prime and I was thinking <laughs> in this, the Delta Quadrant oh, I was thinking this looks like the mummy like the sets and you know just kind of the costumes mm. and stuff and yeah so maybe the same <laughs> same yeah, production almost, company worked on it it almost looks like it's some sort of like Middle Eastern it's supposed yeah. to be like a deserty yeah. planet desert planet Keith David shows up as this sort of uh, he was in the first one he was in Pitch Black yeah, which I had to look at we like, forgot, I, I, but I don't remember anything yeah so the basically they he he meets up with him and we get like a bit of like this is what happened in the last movie and wait know. we're skipping something very important which is Vin Diesel on an ice planet this is oh, like yeah. the, the coolest beginning everybody who has ever watched this movie asks the same question 
Is that Ron Perlman? <laughs> <laughs> what, when he has the beard? Oh, the beard yeah, and the hair. Named, no, there's a guy named Tombs in the movie. Oh, the other guy, Tombs, yeah. does look yeah, like Ron Perlman. He looks Perlman. exactly like Ron Perlman. <laughs> he kind of does. Yeah. And uh, what's great about that is they're hunting Riddick in a ship where like gunners are hanging off of like straps. Yeah, so cool. That was really strange, but interesting choice. Yeah, so the gunners have like, uh, they shoot nets and stuff like that. But he's running, they show him kind of running and he's running across these rock formations Mm -hmm. uh, in like the wide shot and it looks like a fingerprint. It looks like fingerprint swirls (laughs) and whirls. It looks really cool. Mm. And then they don't catch Riddick. Riddick defeats them all. He catches them. Yeah. This is the best thing. It's like, what I love about the character is he's always like 10 steps ahead of everybody I mean, there's a reveal where he's like this was all part of my plan and I'm like what yeah. that was a very complicated plan yeah, he's the best like, at everything yeah but like triple x is like that too yeah, but it's, triple it's Diesel. But yeah, triple x or where xander cage is like he's cocky and annoying and oh, no, not i love xander cage. yeah but like for some reason i like the riddick character i don't mm. like triple x yeah well xander cage is like a dad that's telling you he's so cool You're yeah. Like, yeah, all yeah, right. yeah yeah like but, this is like he's got the the shiny eyes and he's just we, like this alien almost he doesn't have to do anything like vin diesel is kind of like a lumbering mm. oaf i guess <laughs> but yeah he's still kind of like lean and young in this movie well, this is 2004 he doesn't have to say much or or you know he's the kind of guy who'll like when he kind of gets in that knife fight with the Colm Fiore's soldier yeah he kind of he finishes it he's not doing all these flourishy fights mm. and like he's not like uh, Jet Li or anything like that but uh, I don't know he just goes right for it he, he'll finish the fight in, in the quickest way possible. Yeah, because yeah. he's a in the most badass way. as we is yeah. revealed in this movie. Yeah, no, we watched the the director's cut. Yeah, the, so uh, all the, the stuff with the cut. woman in the in like oh, the dream sequences were not in the theatrical cut. Okay, and watching it, I was like. Uh, what was it? I don't remember what it was in the theatrical cut. And I didn't bother to take my DVD off the shelf, which I remember my D- the DVDs that were released had the branching thing, so the film would like freeze uh-huh. before like switches. Yeah. That yeah. was the worst. But like, yeah, I don't really. Uh, maybe he just hears a voice or something. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, what happens? Yeah. Why he suddenly like shoots an energy beam that destroys everybody at one point? But yeah. I don't even know if that was in. The, I don't think it was. Yeah. I think he maybe just got knocked out. Maybe they cut to black or something like that. Yeah, I can't. This is like my second or third time seeing this. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever seen the the theatrical so right from the beginning like Vin Diesel decides oh, somebody put a hit on me I gotta go see who it is and what they want mm-hmm. and then it cuts to crematoria and that scene was not in the original version. That's why the visual effects look so bad in that sequence. Because you see some dogs and you're like, whoa, these look like they were not rendered properly. Yeah, well, it's like yeah. one of the dog's arms like reaches out of the cage. Yeah. Oh, and, that's what that was. Yeah, and yeah. I, I and it think... awful. Yeah, I think I went, I what the arm was. Because <laughs> they never looked that bad in the movie. I, well, I want to say just blanket up front, I don't think the effects are good in this movie. Uh, it, I it think just, they can be good. Have we ever talked about a movie where you're like, the effects are great in this movie other than Double Dragon? And on a visual effects standpoint, well, it, if they were that probably good, not. If, they're on, we if, they're, if they're on this podcast, <laughs> yes. probably not. <laughs> but I, I just feel like some of the effects were good, um, mm. but you know, Colin's the expert. So. I, yeah. I well, I, just watching this movie, it kind of when you look at certain types of effects, uh, it has like the stink of the '90s on it. Yes, it does. Well, it has what I like to call that ultra violent, uh, ultra violet sheen. Mm, there was yeah. a period of time where movies. They thought that like overexposing everything would make it yeah. like look futuristic and this cool. There's that, that, but you know every kind of uh, like laser blast or whatever it's mm. very uh, has a very elaborate effect. Mm. Where and then you know every spaceship has a very elaborate CG uh, like smoke trail or energy. Yeah. There's a lot of like 
it looks like kind of plug-in effects where it's just like <laughs> energy beams and things and uh, you know and and there's like flyover shots where like you know these ships are flying over like landscapes yeah there's a lot of stuff where uh cg isn't rendered with motion blur mm. so it has this yeah. very oh, that's that stop motion effect though right it, it has a, it's a very characteristic of the 90s yeah. when like motion blur was very very expensive time consuming oh. to render so you often would have to do shots without motion blur uh, just to save time, just to get the shot done. And so everything just has this really stroby, early, mm. say, mid-90s uh, CG feel. I mean, it also looks like they just watched David Lynch's Dune and uh, <laughs> looked through an H.R. Geiger uh, art book because yeah. that's what all the designs Design-wise, like. I, I love it. I think the designs are fantastic. Yeah, production design, I'm, I have um, no problem. I really liked the Necromonger's ship. Mm. Uh, I can't even think remember it right now, but it had a really interesting shape to it that mm-hmm. was not what you would yeah. Yeah, it's like a big see. skull or something, isn't it? Yeah, everything. I don't uh, remember. I was gonna say like everything looks really chunky and. Oh and, yeah, everybody's it, guns yeah. are like really yeah. big. Like someone yeah. has two pistols at one point. Everything looks like it's at a Gears of War, like the video <laughs> yeah. game. Like Before people Gears. Are, wait, when the Gears of War come out? Uh, Probably after this, two thousand four. Oh yeah, 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 I think so. So, so is your favorite part the ship designs? No, April? well, uh, kind of. So I just like all the really, really interesting small like sci-fi details mm-hmm. in this that don't need to be there, but. It just kind of helps, like, create the world. Like, Ooh, that's a Tui um, touch. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's a Tui touch. Yep. So um, Carl Urban is, uh, he wants to take over the throne, and he's married to, um, what's her name? Sandy Newton. Sandy Newton. And she's, like, saying, trying to, like, pull the strings. She's Macbething him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's, like, Lady Macbeth. So, so there's one scene where she's, like, putting on makeup, and she's using, like, what looks like a hot glue gun, kind of. So it's, it's like, burning her makeup on her face. There's so much fun stuff like that. It's like so yeah. neat. At one point, they're talking through like a walkie-talkie. And it's like it's a guy's a, body yes, on the ground. It's yes. a body that's in like a plastic bag that could also read thoughts because they use those things to like read Vin Diesel's yeah, thoughts. April, at one April point. was like. Are those things radios? <laughs> and at one point, Carl Urban wants to see like where a ship went, and he gets these guys that have like diving helmets on to yeah. like, look up into the sky. Yeah, and then he like pulls a display I off love their back. Those. those guys I are called uh, lensers, yeah, well, and they they're probably... like <sighs> these like half alive, lumbering like like zombies. I mean, I love that. I feel so like much. David Toey probably saw uh, City of Lost Children, the uh, Jean Pierre Jeunet film. Because I've never those, seen those it. guys have that like Whoa. goggle thing. And, like, oh, big okay, and okay. they make like. Yeah. They make little clicker sounds and they yeah. sound like the uh, cordyceps from Last of Us because mm. they make these oh. little like kind of bat like uh, ultra I forget what it's called. Like, uh, the, are they talking about a video game? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Just I knew what you were talking about. Uh, it's like echolocation. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Dolphins yeah. use it and bats use it. Uh, but it's like almost the same sound effect. But these are kind of like they're almost like dogs. They're on these leashes yeah, and they're um, led around and they yeah. have these like, they look like kind of hologram faces or like mm-hmm. divers masks well, they're with like magnified uh, glasses. Yeah, magnified. So it looks like gross. It looks but so cool. Then later you find out that one of them gets killed and so I'm like, oh, so they're just a lot. I didn't know what they were. They're, they're, there's people in there. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and then they're kind of, the guy who's like leading them around has this uh, like monitor that yeah, sees what they see. Yeah, like pull it off. Oh, it's so cool. I always like these guys. It's such an interesting like, like I said, like touch in a, in a movie like this and I just want to point out that like this is not 
based on a prior thing. Uh, uh, it's based definitely on the dreams that Vin Diesel had <laughs> yeah. and or a role-playing game. So, like, there's a, a funny role-playing story. role-playing game. <laughs> yeah. There's a funny story that went around around this time that, like, Vin Diesel <laughs> taught Judy Dench how to play uh, Dungeons & Dragons. By yeah. the way, we forgot to mention Judy Dench is I mean, in this movie. I mean, she does nothing in this movie. <laughs> she's pretty. She just showed up probably on a green screen and they oh, just, yeah. like, comped her in. Yeah, she didn't I, have to interact with anyone so else. Lovely, I don't think she's though. present on set with any of the actors. No, but, but then um, uh, Joe, not Mantegna. Wait, which is the guy that's in like the Magic Mike films? He's also in the... Uh, not Joe Mangiano. Oh, Joe Mangiano. Joe, Joe Mangiello. Yeah. He's like a big Mangiello. D&D guy and he's like, no one know. No one plays D&D with Vin Diesel. So if he says that, he's lying. <laughs> Dude, the IM- he's like, I know all the D&D people in LA. So. <laughs> oh, oh, well, good for him. No, the IMDb says it was Vin Diesel, Judy Dench, um, Carl, Carl Urban, Urban yeah. and um, I keep Dewey? wanting to call her Zoe Saldana. It's, it's not, not Sandy Newton. <laughs> Sandy, Sandy Newton said all of them were playing D anD D. So that's who a good knows? press quote that went around a lot who when the movie the came out. Stories. What if but, it turns out that like Judy Dench was like the D, the dungeon master? Uh, probably she taught everybody yeah. else well, okay. going to play Judy some Dench D&D. never met Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys. Are, I, I, I want to think that it was a fun set that everyone was having oh, a good no. time Vin on. Vin Diesel does not have fun sets. <laughs> well, <laughs> apparently Judy Dench uh, said in her autobiography she had no idea what the movie was about, but she had a. <laughs> but it seemed it seemed interesting, so she. She's she like had the Chronicles of what? Uh, she plays an exposition ghost. <laughs> yeah, that's all much. she does. She has no. Yeah, but she called the like she. Um, like smiles and nods and goes, "What are the odds?" Oh yeah, <laughs> what are the what are the odds of oh, that? We forgot to talk not forgot to talk about, but there's so many good one-liners in this movie, and it's it's on par with like any like cheesy like bad. 80s or 90s movie that we watch. Sure, yeah. But I feel like maybe it got judged more harshly in this movie because of what, what the movie is, that it's this big sci-fi thing. I, I think the problem when it came out was that like people wanted a sequel to Pitch Black, which was a horror film, and they got this like Conan in space. They got Lord of the Rings. Ego trip giant thing. And they're like, Dune. what is this? Yeah, I could see that. And I guess maybe they didn't think that this character fit in this world, which I totally disagree. But um, <laughs> what's a good line? He sees Thandi Newman and he says... Thandi Newman? Thandi Newton. Newton says, it's been a long time since I smelled beautiful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he like, smells so, her. He's talking about himself. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tooms, uh, when he sees Vin Diesel again. He kind of like double crossed him at the beginning, but then he comes back and recaptures Vin Diesel. He's like, you should have dusted my dick last time I saw you. <laughs> yeah. Dusted my dick. <laughs> I mean, this is filled with like great like character actor faces that you don't even recognize yeah. them as character actors. They're just like good faces. Like yeah. Tombs is amazing. And Vin Diesel gets captured. Um, it's weird. It almost feels like stuff is cut out because mm-hmm. he gets to this planet. His friend is like, the necromongers are coming. And then the necromongers are there. Then he right. gets captured by the necromongers or just shows up. And he takes on uh, Canada's own Colm Fior. Colm Fior. Colm Fior, who, if you're Canadian, you would definitely recognize this guy's face. Yeah, from Star- the wrong guy. Star of the wrong guy, I was going to say. He may be, maybe people know him most because he played uh, Pierre Trudeau in a made-for-TV movie. <laughs> I have never seen that. <laughs> we were forced to watch it in his uh, don't people know him as the uh, Frost King from Thor? 
He was. I don't. I, He's no. like a big, big makeup in that movie. Oh yeah. really? And he gets killed at the end of the first act. He, Nobody he had remembers. A small Thor. move in Amazing Spider-Man too. Possibly one as well. But no. um, he was in two. What uh, did he do? Um, he was like the executive. That's of, uh, right. He was. Um, the uh, Osborne company, Oscorp. <laughs> Oscorp, and so he was trying to like take it over, and uh, then like. Uh, right. uh, I have a feeling he was only in one scene. No, no, you he was in a couple scenes. Me. Was he really? Like this is my company. Well, so like. Um, Harry Osborne take or the is that what the sign is called takes him down to the uh you know ba- oh, so the basement and he's the like Amazing Spider-Man 2 yeah and he's like inject me with this venom I like and he's like it's gonna kill you and he's Ugh. like I don't care and then he becomes a green goblin so that was does Colm Colm Fjord. Fjord have like a lot of bills to pay or is he funding all of Stratford himself well, <laughs> I think he just will do anything he'll just do anything well, I think this was shot he's in good, BC yeah Chronicles of Riddick yeah definitely yeah. in BC so you know he could they also oh no they shot uh, the third one in Montreal. Montreal, okay, yeah. that makes sense. Uh, yeah, that's where a lot of like VFX movies are done now. Mm. But uh, Colm, you, know, you come to Canada to shoot, you get Canadian royalty. Yeah. Colm Fiore. He's so Colm good, though. Fjord. He has such a, a good stage presence. <laughs> he does. He's really it's good. It's really funny when he gets into like a martial arts school. I know, I know. Well, yeah, <laughs> I've never, never seen him do that. And he has a, a kind of like, ah, I'm angry, you know, kind of voice. And he has a line where he, what does he say? He's like, who is he? Where does he come from? These are the things I need to know. And it's like that's just a bad. Is that a bad script or a bad line reading? Hey, bad script. He didn't write it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah, know. yeah. They probably sold it to him like you know, Colm. It'd be like doing Shakespeare in space. Oh no, I'm like, like, go to, to Shakespeare. Him. They like turned a briefcase full of money. And they opened <laughs> yeah. it up. He and just, the gas <laughs> came out. <laughs> And because he's not like a big name, they he probably didn't have to pay him as it's much. A st- no, it's like a Brinks truck that's backing yeah. up, beep beep, and then it opens up, and then Vin Diesel's there, and he just punches him in the face <laughs> <laughs> and drags him to no, set. There's no money in it. <laughs> no. He just wakes up on set. Where am I? Who are you people? He's like, you're about to have some bad luck, Judy Dench. <laughs> Judy, Judy Dench. Did they get you too? <laughs> but yeah, uh, sorry to go back to the scene you were just talking about mm-hmm. when he first gets the necromongers kind of like. Castle. It's so funny to say Necromonger. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a funny name, but it, you know it makes sense. Uh, he challenges it? this big guy, and he beats him, and then uh, he takes like a knife from him, and they go, "You keep what you can kill." And he takes his knife and he twirls it around in his hand, and it's like a CG knife. Yeah, that yeah. moves independently. It's yeah, really it's not affecting. It's like a half gram heavy on the back, the back side. side. And that's like that kind of uh, carries into the ending. But when you kill somebody, you get to keep their their belongings, I mm-hmm. guess, or something. You mm-hmm. keep what you kill. It's a necromonger. <laughs> He's like, I want the he- the like head helmet thing. So like, you get to put that on. No, you can't. That, have that. is the necromonger the way. way. No, you, you get his knife. That's it. And then like a Vin Diesel is put in a chamber where a bunch of women under sheets are like, no. The, I, think, well, I think those were the radio people. <laughs> I think they were somebody different. They were like they were uh, like precogs. <laughs> precogs. Yeah, yeah, it is actually. Yeah. From yeah, that's the kind of minority, minority report. report. It's the thing I, I kind of like about this movie. He's not afraid to get really wacky mm-hmm. with like the sci-fi ideas, and you really don't see stuff like this. Can well, you imagine the studio executive's face oh when they God. read the script, when they saw a cut, and when it was about to be released? I would pay money for them to be like, "Oh my God!" <laughs> yeah, you're right. I guess it was just a little too weird. This is like yeah. this is like them unleashed. I feel. Oh, I feel for like sure. Nobody could say like, "Don't do that." You yeah. couldn't make something like this now um, mm-hmm. because of all the money, a, mil- a billion dollars went into this movie. <laughs> yeah, um, this uh, is a joke studio. that we made on our Patreon. Oh, yeah, sorry. Right now. <laughs> but uh, those things looked like 
almost like something from Hellraiser or, or something. Like mm-hmm. it, it, there was a yeah. lot of like kind of like demonic imagery and what with the souls kind of coming yeah. out of the body and stuff. Right. Again, very Mummy Returns. <laughs> I, yeah, I've yeah. never. I don't think I've ever seen. You've mummy never Returns. seen Mummy Returns. No. The second best Brent, Stephen Summers Mummy film. The, fir- the first. It's also the worst because that's the only two he made. <laughs> the first one's better. <laughs> Uh, no, the first, I said the second best. Right. <laughs> so it's the worst one. <laughs> yeah, I realize that. Because Rob Cohen directed the third one. Now that's a bad movie. Is it the, the Tomb J- of the, the Dragon Lee Emperor? One. Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. I never yeah. saw I that. I love one. Mummy. It's so good. I, I like The Mummy. Although I think I tried to watch it recently and I turned it off. But, uh, you know, it, it was fun. But we're not talking about The Mummy. No, we're no, talking man. about Chronicles of Riddick. I can't wait to say the title every time because there's a third movie called Riddick. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're talking about the movie in which Vin Diesel kills a guy with a teacup. Oh, so good. So that's in the prison sequence mm-hmm. on a planet called Crematoria. Crematoria. I love the names in this. They're <laughs> on they're the on the nose, but they work. So what is it? So Crematoria on the dark side of the planet. Yeah. It's like minus three hundred degrees. And so Vin Diesel gets captured, recaptured by tombs. Yeah, by tombs. But then it's revealed that he's like later on that it was all part of his plan because he wanted to go save uh, there's a um, young girl in the first one here she's older not played by the same actress right no, no it was only part of his plan because he he knew he was gonna get caught and then he somehow by way of talking convinced them to take him to crematoria no, he didn't right convince them because they were already going there <laughs> No, yeah. he was like, no, no, cause, cause he's, he's like, there's only one prison planet. I, I kind of read that too. And, and then Toombs is like, how does he know where we're going? Yeah. Okay. I, I kind of read it like he wanted to go there and was sort of implanting it in Toombs. Like, you're a smart guy. This is where you'd go sort of thing. Kinda. Yeah, but they, he had already put those um, coordinates in by the time they, he oh, had that conversation. That's why, Vin, uh, I mean, sorry, Riddick, Vin Diesel, they're all the same person. Always <laughs> 10 steps ahead. Richard B. Riddick. Richard B. Yeah, his name is actually Richard. (laughs) Yeah, we looked it up. It's like Chuck E. Cheese being Charles Entertainment (laughs) Cheese. Dick B. Riddick. Wait, what what does the B stand for? Badass. Uh, Yeah, it has to be. What else? What else could it stand for? Boris. (laughs) No, he's like... Barry? Barry. Wait, wait, so his name is Dick Barry Riddick? (laughs) So he's like, can my middle name be Anne? So it's D and... Oh, never mind. Dick and Riddick? No. That DNR? doesn't make any sense. Oh, you want D&D you're trying to get in there? Yeah, for some reason. I fucked it yeah, up. Yeah, I want my name to be DNR, Digital Noise Reduction. <laughs> I prefer my movies that way. <laughs> Have you seen the Blu-ray of Predator? Oh, boy, it's terrible. <laughs> this That's is a very specific joke. This is Vin Diesel keeps talking, and then he just cut to the studio executives going, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> it doesn't matter. He made triple X. We've got to make whatever he wants to do next. <laughs> Because he didn't want to be in the Fast and the Furious movies. And well, I wonder if him appearing yeah. in four was he after did, the he, failure He of... specifically said, Vin Diesel doesn't do sequels. <laughs> but <laughs> then he did. Chronicles <laughs> of Riddick. Well, he did like an apology tour afterwards because he made the pacifier right after oh, Chronicles no. of Riddick. And I think that was a bit of a hit. So that gave him more like... Um... <laughs> that was like his kindergarten cop. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I read that the only reason Riddick... Um, was it Riddick or was it the Chronicles got made was because Vin Diesel was had become a star. Uh, well, I mean, no, it, was it was Chronicles. It was Chronicles. Also yeah. Riddick because there's no reason for that movie to exist. Didn't, no one was clamoring no. for a third Riddick someone, movie. someone like self-fund Riddick? Vin Diesel. <laughs> Vin it looks Diesel. like it. Yeah, yeah, it was Vin Diesel that did it. Yeah, because yeah. that had a crazy low budget. Like that mm-hmm. got slashed. Yeah, although I remember, I, I saw it several years ago, but I remember it looking pretty good. I mean, Dave Bautista's Riddick? in it. No, it looks terrible. No. no. And that's well, the one I have to where revisit it. Vin Diesel 
Angel is so manly. Oh, okay, we got to point out in this that like every woman in Chronicles of Riddick like loves Vin Diesel. I think even Judy Dench is yeah, kind of. There's a scene that it isn't in the it's theatrical. It's not in the theatrical okay. version. It's the director's cut where like one of the mercs who's captured Riddick like smells him. She's like. Oh, yeah. So this she, is when he, they're all in cryo sleep. Yeah, yeah, he smells someone earlier and then a woman smells him. And then he's like. You you grind your teeth when you sleep. Sexy. sexy. Yeah. yeah. She like <laughs> he says sexy. sexy. Well, yeah. yeah, he's in cryosleep, so she straddles him and she's just like intending to molest him while he sleeps. Yeah, yeah I mean, unless that's not what was if, happening in that scene, but uh, it certainly looks like it. In yeah. the uh, third one, Riddick, uh, there's a, at the end it's revealed that like Vin Diesel's so hunky that he turned like a lesbian yeah, straight. And yeah. a lesbian yeah. who like specifically is hit on my men earlier and was like, don't fuck with me. I'm a lesbian. Yeah, I don't I'm like men. I'm not interested. Fuck but Vin off. Diesel comes in. She's like, and oh, then she, man. Yeah, yeah, and then she... You're chasing Amy me. <laughs> it's implied that she has sex with Riddick at the end because he saves her. Mm. Wow, so digressive. Yeah. Reg- but it's regressive. funny because it's Vin Diesel and that would never happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they, they go to this crematorio, which is like this prison planet. And so this, I think they like preface it. They said that on the dark side of the planet, it's like minus 300 degrees. It's freezing. <laughs> and in the sun, it's like... Two thousand degrees. You it's won't like, survive yeah. five minutes out there. You won't survive five seconds. You're gonna go up like a matchstick <laughs> if you were exposed to this heat. But that is like the worst prison in the world. That's run by like three guys. Yeah. <laughs> and also, like the prison area is not. People aren't even really in cages. Like the doors are open. It's like a big open cave area, kind of. Yeah, but they can't get up. To no, yeah, they can't get up. No, and they There's can't a rope leave. every now and then. Yeah. At that point, it's like all the money that you would have to spend. Which is kill these people <laughs> like, yeah. just kill them so he yeah goes but to they prison. want to release dogs on them for some reason oh that's yeah a big set piece yeah they have these cg dogs that of course vin diesel befriends yeah. well before that they hang him in the middle of the rope of the prison yeah and then he twirls himself up like a cirque de soleil um <laughs> acrobat. Air- aerial acrobat and twirls all the way down and then breaks the chain and then he's free and lands on his feet and yeah. of course Welcome to hell. I think somebody's <laughs> like, if I was given a choice between hell and crematoria, I'd welcome hell. Yeah. <laughs> so he meets up with a girl from the first movie whose name was Jack, and now she goes by Kira. Yeah, yeah, that's confusing. It's very it's, weird. It's kind of like, yeah, I used to be Jack when it was played by a different actor. Now I'm Kira. <laughs> no, you know why? Yeah. It's probably because Vin Diesel was confused. He's like, yeah. no, no, I've got a different name now. Yeah, a like different Jack. character. Wait, she's not a dude? Yeah. But her name's Jack. She's, she's not like, pretending to be a boy anymore. Jack doesn't look anything like the actress from the first movie. Ah, <laughs> uh, God, we got to give her a Could different shave name. shave her head or something like that? <laughs> but uh, I liked this actress. I like this character. She's cool. She's, She's a fucking very... great fight scene in this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When yeah, the, uh, that she then loses and Vin Diesel has to save her from. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> she still holds her own pretty good. Yeah, they're, they're kind of like... Uh, they have the place on lockdown and all the guards come and they're kind of like raiding... What, are they, yeah. what did you say they're doing? In, they're in the, tossing the cells. Tossing the cells and then... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> April knows the prison lingo I have from seen her time Shawshank. up in the joint. <laughs> but it's like, oh, and she kicks their asses, and this is this oh, yeah. is a fucking great scene. Yeah, because they're like, watch it, she's always got a blade on her, and it's like, where's her blade this time? It's in her boot. Yeah, it's in yeah, her heel. because they're like feeling her up, and then she like kicks and like kills the guy. It's and then, so yeah. well choreographed and shot. It's like really, really good. I wish all the other action scenes were like this. Yeah, anything with like Vin Diesel in it, it feels like Vin Diesel's like, I don't need to choreograph it. Just let me go at them. It just you record. Try to capture the moment. I got a, I got a teacup. 
So that's the infamous teacup scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Vin Diesel shows up and he's like, hey, what's up? I'm, <laughs> I'm like, going to kill you with this teacup. And they're like, I'd like to see you try. And he does. And he does. And then there's a funny gag where he like, where the teacup was, he puts like a little like tab as if to indicate I'm going to kill you with this now. No, it's like a yeah. spam key that you used to open up spam. It's a little metal And he kind of shows key. them like, and then they take off. <laughs> What's weird about the film is it feels like it was rerun at the last moment because Vin Diesel's like, oh, they do open the doors every now and then. Get ready. When my plan goes in action, it's going to happen fast. And then uh, nothing that he does <laughs> <laughs> causes, there's everybody gets killed because the mercs betray the prison guard or the yeah. prison guard yeah. try to betray the mercs. And then Vin Diesel, they just kind of casually walk up. I know. Not a big yeah. They're not escape. even going fast, even yeah. when they're outside. And so the sun is going towards them and um, it burns you if it touches you. Yes. Yeah. So As like the, the sun does. So it almost feels like this section, Crematoria, could be its own movie. Yes. Yeah. You know, this is like a prison break movie or something like that, but they have to escape. We need to pad this movie out. You got any other scripts, David? You want to <laughs> just insert right here? Yeah. It's like, look, we're not going to fund the rest of the movie. Mm. So just like pick your favorite scene from each of these Riddicks. <laughs> We'll make one big movie. Mm. Uh, so yeah, he takes like some of the prisoners and then they have to basically outrun the sun. So they have to stay in the dark side. That also happens in The Mummy Returns. Does it really? <laughs> yes, it does. Jesus oh Christ. They have to reach the pyramid before the sun hits it. Uh, and it seems like Brendan oh, Fraser yeah. like running with his son. Really? Yep. Yeah, I remember that kind of. <laughs> yeah, he's great. In a long time. Oh, God. <laughs> I know Colin, this when this podcast better. is going to end, he's like, you know what? I got to watch The Mummy Returns. It's like It'll my... end and he's going to go, I love it so much. I want a Mummy Returns tattoo. Oh my and God. This movie's like better than The Mummy Returns. My whole world. <laughs> so this is a very extended scene where they're basically outrunning the, it's called the Terminator. It's where the uh, the sun, sort of the light ends and the shadows Do they call it the Terminator? It's called the Terminator. Oh, why do they call it the Terminate Tricks or something No, like they that? don't call it that in the movie. This is what it's, oh, science calls it. It's oh, it's science. a real thing. Yeah, okay. that's where like, you know, you can <laughs> yeah, see the Terminator. the sun hits you, you're like, ah! Mm-hmm. It's kind of a terminator line around the the Mm. planet where the sun and the shadow kind of meet so they have to outrun this but none of it makes sense like you know i don't know where it's going because they like outrun it they cross a hill and then it starts again and then it starts again yeah so it's like they're kind of (laughs) first of all you can't outrun this this would be so fast and second of all it's like in the movie the the I forget what temperature they give, but it's like anything in exposed to the sun like incinerates instantly. Yeah, and the problem with that is, I mean, it's the movie pro- problem was like running away from explosions or anything like that. It's like if you're close to that, like yeah. it doesn't need to be touching you, you would be burned to death like <laughs> yeah. in, instantly. Like they're hiding around on the backside of a rock that is being exposed to this, this intensity. Is space sun, it's different than regular human. Sure, sun. let's go with that. <laughs> yeah, and Riddick covers himself in water, so he's okay. Yeah, so, I don't. Know. I understand why he did that. Well, in his mind, this is Vin Diesel's mind. He's <laughs> yeah. like, if I put water over myself, then exposing myself to two thousand degrees, it'll 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 you know it'll cool evaporate. Me. It'll before. cool. I guess. Sure. <laughs> it and would then evaporate he instantly. But then the rope, this rope that's made out of twine or whatever the hell <laughs> yeah. it is, he's uh, it's space twine. It's space twine. Yeah. So he attaches that to a rock and then swings in broad daylight. Oh, and is there's cool. a really funny effect <laughs> shot of him like. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like those that classic like we just pasted them on to it's like it. van helsing or something yeah. oh Ooh. man van helsing has a lot we of might swinging have to get in to it. that someday <laughs> van helsing i think i said this before is a movie that i've watched maybe 30 times the first mm. 20 minutes and i'm like this is so much fun how could this not be good and then i'm like an hour and i'm like turn it off yeah, turn after it off. two and a half hours so much swinging so much swinging it's more swinging than a spider-man movie but then uh vin diesel and his gang of friends that he's made over this time yeah which are then brutally killed <laughs> so the, the only one the, who survives is 
Kira, yeah. right? Yeah, so they make it to like the, the docking bay. They want to like steal this yeah, spaceship and get off. But there. then the Necromongers are there waiting for them and uh, they get in a big fight. And again, this is a really cool, long extended cool fight scene. Cool fight scene. Yeah, and, not uh, the Vin Diesel stuff because again, he's just like... I remember I enjoying it. I remember enjoying it. I like that Vin Diesel just knows that <laughs> Kira has blades in her boots. So yeah. he like picks her up and swings yeah. her around. He's throwing her around. Like he's using her as a weapon in this scene. <laughs> yeah. He's throwing her around like a basketball. Like... And then we get into some of the director's cut stuff where like the angel of the planet Furia. Furia. So it's revealed that Vin Diesel comes from a planet called Furia. So he's a Furian. And it's like prophesized that only a a male Furian will bring the end to the Necromongers. And Colum Fior strangled all the Furian (laughs) babies. Just like in, you know, the Prince of Egypt. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) The classic animated (laughs) film. Never seen it. Um, The story of Moses. He strangled them with his umbilical cord? No, but he went, it was prophesized that that one would become Moses. So he went around and killed all the babies. Hmm, The firstborn sons. Because I'm a Scientologist. (laughs) That is not true. No, wait, bleep that. I don't want them coming after me. But we haven't mentioned there's another character uh, named the Purifier I think mm-hmm. who's played by that guy from Mandy I forget his name yeah he's the bad guy in Mandy and he plays oh. Bruce Wayne's dad in Batman Begins the guy who rips off um, the MacGruber at the end you guys ever seen MacGruber yeah I don't remember uh, There's this, remember at the end of Mandy and just like in MacGruber the scene he's like I'll suck oh, your dick oh sorry I, I thought you were talking about this movie no. <laughs> what are yeah, you talking Will Forte about shows up that's one of the necromongers he's like hey guys sorry I'm late it's me he's like come on Riddick man I'll suck your dick, <laughs> I'll suck your dick. don't kill me man please just get some toner we can use it as lube that scene is so funny so he kind of like uh, he reveals to Vin Diesel that he's also a Furian but yeah. the necromong- uh, necromongers are kind of like the Borg they yeah. go from planet yes. to planet kind of like yeah <laughs> they okay are the they are the board <laughs> yeah uh, they assimilate like cultures and stuff like that only so it's religious instead of technological yeah so he's like you know uh uh and then uh jack gets kidnapped the girl by the necromongers and then he's like i'm gonna go after her. you gonna tell me not to and he says yes but you know as a furian i was hoping you'd you know ignore me mm-hmm. like and kill are, you, are, you, are you gonna help me in some way no. yeah i'm gonna kill myself <laughs> well, he just kills himself like, this is when yeah. vin diesel or sorry riddick like he explodes in like an energy beam and then he realizes yeah that was that before it was way way before I, this yeah. no it happened because when uh mm-hmm. purifier like opens his chest and he there's like a glowing handprint hand on print, and it's, yeah. so he's like i have the glowy power too <laughs> but yeah he could have helped him um, what what does being a fury mean i don't know i'm just real strong and cool that looks like a power from a video game it's like <laughs> yeah. when, you're, when you're surrounded by a bunch of bad guys <gasps> did you say a favorite thing colin uh, we've been going through the plot so much there's oh, a, lot, a of, lot of favorite things. Of you just got to pick one. Well, production design, mm. I think, is great. And I like a lot of the kind of fantastical wackadoodle science things, mm. like the the little like hunter guys, yeah. mm-hmm. the way they speak Ooh, through the dead bodies. That sounds real close to what April said. No, it's okay. <laughs> we, 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 I love, I, you know, it'd be faster if I talk about the things I don't like about this movie, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, because um, there's nothing. We're right through it already. And we're getting to the climax where uh, Vin Diesel... <laughs> Um, <laughs> sneaks into the Necromonger's um, stronghold. Yeah. Yes, to defeat Colm Fior. Oh. But like this is when like the Carl Urban stuff is happening. He's kind of like sidelined a little bit in this movie. I wish mm-hmm. he was in it more because he's good and he his haircut is amazing. <laughs> I want to talk about my favorite thing, which is that there's so many shots in this movie that it's like the storyboard artists are like, this is awesome. Whether <laughs> yeah. it be like shots of like a landscape or the shot of like, I, I guess Vin Diesel's like just hanging out on some statue that's coming down. 
Like when he's in the Necromonger base, yeah. he's just like laid out on it. But there's these <laughs> like, like gigantic, a Frank painting or something. gigantic statues. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also there's like a bajillion Dutch angles and like angles that like speed ramp oh, and speed um, but yeah but it was very like, popular at the time I know but I enjoyed it even though we got to stop with all the speed ramping it's too much um, <laughs> and now we're still doing it see our Patreon episode about Robin Hood <laughs> speaking of speed ramping yeah, yeah Speed Racer great movie <laughs> uh, and so Colin Fior and Vin Diesel get into a knockdown drag out fight where yeah. Colin Fior can like <laughs> teleport across the room it's like this fight was made for stuntmen it's like the, yeah. <laughs> neither of these actors are doing <laughs> any of their fighting, own fighting no. but, but like he looks like sorry go ahead well Colin Fior has this kind of established yeah. later that he kind of like went to the underverse I think they call it so it's yeah. sort of hinted that he like went beyond the grave and came back so he kind of like can turn into a ghost at points his Mm -hmm. sort of soul can leave his body and he can like grab things and then teleport so it's it's kind of like an x-men teleporting power yeah okay yeah but it's more like he's his soul is like stretches out of him so if you hit him he can just jump to where his soul is and kind of dodge you yeah only vin diesel is like he's really good at beating him up well not that good because the only way that he can finally defeat him is after uh jack gets killed Saving Vin Diesel. Yeah. Well, Jack stabs the uh, Colin Fiore. Yeah. What's his name? The the, oh, the sur- Surgeon Lords. General. <laughs> the Surgeon General of the Necromongers. The Smokers l- or Jokers, uh, Necros. The Lord Marshal. Lord Marshal. Lord Marshall. Yeah. yeah. But it's actually a really fun death scene because finally. Um, <laughs> uh, Carl Urban is going to kill Colin Fiore with a big axe mm-hmm. and uh, Fatty Newton is so happy about it she turns her back on it she's like what is it it's I think like, she flawless says, flawless yeah, yeah. and uh oh what was Carl Urban's plan Colin Fiore is just going to teleport out of this well, like, but he, he teleports so. into Vin Diesel's blade as it yeah. comes down and it's great because it takes forever to happen yeah, yeah and you're like you're way ahead and you're like yeah and then yeah. he like gets a knife in the head and then he snaps it off it's like yeah. amazing and then I think he like elbows him in the face as well yeah and this like body just clunks on the ground it's and like amazing Carl Urban is um, really upset because his plan was to defeat the emperor while he was weakened and he yeah. was he was, he was going to ascend the throne he Wait. wanted to take the power and then everything. uh Vin Diesel sits in the big chair and there's a close-up of his lips and he's like uh you get what you get or you keep what you, you kill. Keep what the thing kill. is he's it's such a great ending because he's not happy about this he didn't want power he didn't want anything all he wanted to do was save his friend and then he, his friend he ended failed. up dying and he's just like got his head in his hands and he's like just sitting on the nearest chair and then he realizes oh shit I'm in the throne and then yeah. all these people start bowing and he's like oh god I really don't want to be in control like, of all guys, these freaks it's, it's like the Evil Dead 2 ending it's pretty exactly much. Evil Dead <laughs> yeah it's the like yeah it's the exact same shot except he's sitting in the throne exactly like Conan the end of Conan yeah. the Barbarian do you guys remember how the third one starts because it's very funny it starts uh, with Carl voice- Urban's in it right for one shot it starts <laughs> with a voiceover of Vin Diesel going uh, I was king it was pretty boring though <laughs> and then it cuts to Carl Urban literally being like stay out of Riverdale and he like kicks him off on a desert planet that's really? the only Carl Urban that there is in the movie yeah because yeah. I was wondering like how are they going to address this in the movie that had the sequel that came out like they 10 don't. years later um, oh I'm going to rewatch that yeah it's yeah, really stay good. out of Necroplanet oh that's so funny um, it's 
so uh, I, I guess everybody talked about their favorite. Yep, thing. it's the no budget, uh, not no budget. Um, it's pretty low budget. No I mean, such th- thing as a bad movie. No, Seal of approval. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. How much you guys? How much it's money do you think budget. this movie cost? A billion dollars. Well, I think I looked it up. Hundred million. One hundred and twenty. Looked like it cost less than that. No, I, I think this movie has a lot of great production value. That Robin the costumes are amazing. All the main characters get really good costumes. Obviously, mm. there's a lot of extras, so they're yeah. probably wearing rubber, you know. There's uh, a real, like, armor. Canadian feel to it all. Like, those, like Andromeda and stuff like that. It, yeah. it's, it's, it, I, I, I think it looks really good. And Let's, yes, some of the effects are the bad, April. you know. But uh, here's the thing. After after a glowing recommendation, I'm sure a lot of you are going to watch this movie, and I'm sorry in advance if you don't like it because uh, a lot of people didn't like this movie. Yeah, it's okay. A lot of people consider it a bad movie. Some but people just can't have fun. That's a, I feel I feel like this movie is really fun, and the mm. only boring part I thought was kind of the first act because it just it kind of meandered a little yeah, bit. A lot of exposition. But uh, otherwise, I was along for the ride, and I was just enjoying enjoying the the whole thing. There's a there's a line at one point where someone says, "No more run for you." <laughs> no more run. Yeah. Hundred and ten million. Oh, so yeah, okay. And we it were made one hundred and fifteen million at the box office. Ugh. I mean, it's more than I thought it was gonna make. No, it's fifty-seven. It domestic. only lost five million. That's not how movie budgets work. <laughs> I know. A lot of people think that. They go, uh, you see this argument again and again and again. It's like, oh, it made like 120. It needs to make double it, its budget it back. three times. Yeah. yeah. Three In times. order to yeah, make a profit? Yeah. It's like two and a half to three times the budget mm. just to break even. Yeah. So if a movie costs like 110 million and it makes 120, that's not a profit. So has Sonic the Hedgehog gone into profit? I think it made two hundred million dollars. Uh, I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah, it's like the biggest opening of all a time game for a video game. Movie. Yeah. Well, I think that um, coming soon to this podcast, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, I would really love to see this fourth Riddick that is supposed to be called. <laughs> I you were going to say <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. No, that's supposed to be called Furia, and uh, it's been in development for like ten years. Have you seen the animated peak? Uh, no. Prequel? <laughs> Prequel. Squeakwell? Squeakwell, yeah. No, I haven't. Uh, Is it good? Directed by Peter Chung, the guy behind Eon Flux. Oh, yeah. Hey. It, and it uh, have you played the game, which was supposed to be very good, Escape Actually, from Butcher Bay, that uh, Vin Diesel did his vo- the voice on. Yeah, I played the demo for it mm-hmm. when it came out. It was like, uh, Yeah, it was actually really good. I never played the actual full game, but... Everybody, it got rave reviews mm-hmm. from everybody. I just found out Peter Chung did one of the Animatrix segments. That's right. So yeah. there you go. Man, it was one of the bad Zay-Zay. ones, I think. Well, it was near the end. It was only, very psychedelic only, and weird. There's only so many good ones in this. <laughs> yeah. The Last Flight of the Osiris, everyone's oh. favorite. Oh. Uh, anyway. Oh, you got to write that down. I can't forget that that's what I want to do for this podcast. Oh, it's so boring. <laughs> uh, anyway, that was the Chronicles of Riddick, everybody. <laughs> the Chronicles yeah, of the Chronicles of Riddick. Should we talk about the, the third one? briefly I mean, well I, I mean I remember liking it <laughs> you guys but, remember it uh, I, 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 it's more like him it's a it's self-contained story like it's him on a planet and then he runs into mercenaries Mo- or something and there's monsters like pitch black yeah yeah. yeah. it's cool though I like it uh, I like the whole not talking thing oh I love that's the best part of the it's, whole movie it's good I didn't like <laughs> it when it turned into a, like a reboot of pitch black I'm yeah like, it's fine Vin Diesel is better when he doesn't speak just say like, odd one liner do you think Vin Diesel can come back and still be as 
good as he was in in this in Chronicles because I know he's older now and he's been phoning in like every movie he's in. Well, I mean, Riddick came out when uh, 2013. 2013. So that's not that long ago. I'm not and saying he like oh good. he's not like physically able to. No, do I think these he things, can still channel but... it, and I think it's like I think with this character he he can bring it back pretty mm-hmm. easily mm-hmm. i think and but like i said he's like snake pliskin he's like the kind of character you can throw into any situation or movie or whatever and as long as he stays consistent i can't imagine them making a fourth one though because the third one did not do well at the box office no. i know but like there has like, to be it's a there has, there to, has be to be some fans <laughs> out there like us who you know what you should probably do you should probably do like a limited uh tv run, a miniseries like, a netflix, like series? netflix or something. yeah like david tui it's weird that like he wasn't part of that first wave like marvel directors were like we need some journeyman to direct something that's weird like, like his what? doctor strange would have been great what has he done else, like so in between these three movies uh, he did a perfect getaway, which I was mentioning, and you've never seen. We've never even it heard of it. Laser Blast uh, in December because we did two David Tui movies. We did oh, yeah. Timescape, and then we played a perfect getaway. I think we couldn't go I've to that because it, it was too mm-hmm. close to Christmas. But mm-hmm. uh, I didn't realize that that was the Riddick guy. <laughs> yeah, it was a Tui double bill. Two Tuis. Yeah, two Tuis, and they were both about vacations. And then he did the Arrival, the Charlie Sheen. Yeah, okay, I remember that. And I mentioned he did Below, which was the haunted. Haunted submarine. submarine. So, no. smaller movies that. Yeah, he was mostly not... known as a screenwriter. He did like a lot of rewrites on stuff. There's a documentary about the, uh, if you guys remember, Babylon AD. Oh, yeah. And they fired the director, and he appears in the doc, which makes me think they like brought him on to either like direct. Because like of that Vin movie. trusted him. Give Vin Diesel trusted him, yeah. Uh, some or... of the behind the scenes stuff on that movie yeah. is great. Yeah, there's an hour long French documentary. Yeah, that's the one I saw. Online, so. <laughs> and yeah, because he wrote G.I. Jane. Uh, huh. Yeah, he did none of his directorial debuts have, uh, or debuts. Yeah, many <laughs> debuts. He changed his name. None of his films have been like huge hits because those are all the films that he directed. So I don't think that he'll be coming back. So I heard some rumors about him because mm-hmm. we did reach out and uh, my pal Peter was in contact with him and his agent and stuff like that. Um, when we screened a perfect getaway mm-hmm. and he said that he just wants final cut on stuff and he wants like the uh, final word oh, and, and he's rich know. enough off of the movies that he's made that he doesn't really need to work again yeah. and oh, maybe nice. he's just writing you know like larry cohen or something like that i hope living in a castle somewhere good on him yeah awesome yeah. Yeah. i mean once you make movies like um the fugitive oh that's right he wrote Waterworld as well no uh, shit yeah he wrote warlock uh the first yeah. one mm-hmm. and critters 2 <laughs> and what else did he do? Oh, he wrote the script for Imposter. Remember that terrible movie that starred Gary Sinise? It was a short that they like made into a feature. No. Oh, <laughs> it sounds familiar. It's Philip K. Dick's Imposter. Yes, that it, sounds familiar. It's terrible, but yeah. So he's had an interesting career. And huh. like, oh, Terminal Velocity he wrote as well. Oh, God, out the of town. Charlie Sheen no. uh, skydiving movie. Oh, my God. Must wow. have just been in with Charlie Sheen at that time. Huh. Yep. Well, oh, anyway, if the things that, that we said sound good, um, consider renting Chronicles of Riddick. It's on iTunes. Um, and um, check out the unrated version because you might be daunted by the extra 15 minutes. But <laughs> two hours and 15 minutes. It's worth it. You get, uh, you, get so, you get some yeah. swears. You get a little extra violence. You get some uh, tongue kissing by Carl Urban and Thandie Oh, Newton. that scene is it's so disgusting. disgusting. but totally worth it. Is that only it. in the director's cut? That's what we yeah, heard. Yeah, they are like... Did you look at moviesensorship.com? You're like, what are the added? 
and stuff. They're yeah. like tongue kissing. Like it's amazing. It's and you're like, just like two of these hottest people. It's like people. purposely gross, which is Blast. like, yeah, oh, great. great. They're both great. Everyone's great in this movie. Um, and if you want to email the podcast, we're at no such thing as a bad movie at gmail.com. And uh, if you want to support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash no such thing as a bad movie. And uh, if you want to subscribe at the $5 level, you'll get a little mini episode every two weeks. Next episode is about uh, one of the Robin Hoods. Try and guess which one. (laughs) (laughs) Men in tights. You've got about 63 to choose from. Uh, Yeah. Uh, And uh, next episode, uh, which is coming out in two weeks, uh, is going to be our listener request episode. So if you're a Patreon subscriber at the $2 level or up, you will be in the bad movie draw and we will pick your name and you get to choose a movie so look i look forward, forward to, to what someone will pick please please like 90 minutes yeah, 85 to oh yeah it has to be under two hours no 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 can we say under 90 minutes like uh, under 100 minutes because we've gotten like let's two say, like okay. over two hour movies yeah. the last let's time. say under 100 minutes yeah. um yeah and uh <laughs> still like that movie and uh if you want to tweet at us we're at no such thing pod no such thing pod pod and i'm at april at mansky on twitter you can follow me on twitter at declue j d-e-c-l-o-u-x and the letter j or you listen to me every week on the important cinema club podcast uh and you can follow me on twitter it's s-g-t-z-i-m-a sergeant zima i think yeah <laughs> <laughs> where am i <laughs> that's it so that's it that's it for this week uh i'm april at mansky i'm justin the and i'm colin cunningham and remember there's no such thing as a bad movie only great ones like chronicles of riddick yeah